the biggest thing for me is that you are following a leader based on who they are and what they do, not based on their position. That for me is not leadership. That is authority maybe. Um, the biggest thing for me is people want to be led by you based on who you are. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast, The Bold Tackle. We are your hosts, Sophie Howard and Oliver Howard, and we are ready to tackle bold topics in sport, highlight the women's football industry, and speak about the unspoken. If you are ready to get an insight into what really goes on behind the scenes, join us on our journey and listen in to The Bold Tackle. And we are back with a new episode of our podcast, The Bold Tackle, in a new setting. And it's been a bit of a fight to get this started. It's a little bit different than being in a studio, fighting with the lights, fighting with the background. But we made it, Soph. We did make it. Now you know what it feels like for me every day when you complain about my lighting and my sound. But it's good to have you back. Good to see you again. You finished with your camp in Scotland. Um, unfortunately, you lost by penalties. How was it overall, though? Um. As you can imagine, New Zealand penalty is always disappointing. Um, but I think there's so many positives we can take from this camp. It was a very, very good camp. Um, I think coming from a disappointing campaign, the Nations League, um, we did really come together. And I certainly believe we have grown in the last 10 days. Um, something that's always been special about about this team is the group of girls. It's a togetherness through, honestly, thick and thin because we've been through some tough spells. Uh, but certainly loads of positives to take from this camp. You just said you've been working together for a long, long time, which is true. And you're obviously now one of the senior players. How does that feel? And how does your role change when you become one of the senior players? How does that make me feel quite old, to be honest? Um, <laughs> Ask me. <laughs> you are to get the answer. Um, how has my role changed? I think I've always been me in a sense of what you see is what you get kind of thing um i ironically had an episode with Rachel Corsi our our captain at Scotland and Leanne Clayton about this and i said to them i think my biggest i think leadership role is leading through actions um i'm probably not the most vocal um especially um in the group setting but certainly i speak through my actions and that is something i pride myself on you just mentioned leadership role without me even talking about that. All I wanted to know at the moment was how it is to be a senior player. But that's a very good point you're making. Do you have to become a leader when you're one of the seniors? I don't think age has anything to do with leadership. Um, I think character, uh, personality has something to do with that. Um, I think the way I am is probably that I've always led in a certain way. Um, but with the years, I've just become more confident in, in leading, I guess. That's probably the development we were speaking or we are talking about as in terms of becoming a senior player. I've always been like this, but I'm probably more confident in being more outspoken in my actions. That's what I was going to ask. Do you actually grow into the role of being a leader or do you... Are you just a born leader, which which some people say? Was I think it must be difficult to be one of the younger players and lead the team. But looking at examples such as Bellingham, I think with his young age, he's already managed to establish himself as a real leader. But does that 
do, do you grow into it? Does it come through performance? Does it come through experience? Um, or are you just born a leader? Um, I don't actually believe you're born a leader. I think you develop into one, whether that's in a football setting, in a sports setting, or even outside of it in, in life. Um, it is certainly probably has to do a bit with your experiences in life as well. Um, the work you do on yourself as well, I'd say. Um, I don't believe you're born, so I don't. I don't believe you're either a leader. Or you're not. I certainly believe you can develop. So, what is a leader for you then? That's a very good question. Um, I think the word leadership and leaders used quite frequently without actually diving deep into the definition or the meaning of it. I think it's for me. It's someone that inspires others and gets the best out of others um it is someone that genuinely cares for the people around them and i think it's someone that's comfortably and vulnerable that's a big aspect for me someone that is willing to be seen completely that's an that's an interesting definition you're giving there because i'm struggling a little bit with that definition because for me a leader absolutely is someone who inspires people um who pushes people who people follow um obviously um who leads as an example um but i don't think they need to be vulnerable they need to put the team first i think that's very mm -hmm. important for a leader and not to be mm -hmm. selfish um and a lot of leaders tend to be vocal, but I find you don't need to be very vocal to be a leader. You're leading by actions more than words. Yeah, I think there's very various different types of leaders. You've got the vocal ones, you've got the ones that more lead through actions. I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think you have to find your path in a sense of actually the path finds you because you don't change, I think, it, you just you just build your leadership around who you are, I think. Um, as you said, I think the team always has to come first. But the, the big thing for me is you, you spoke about leaders being followed, um, leaders leading a group. The biggest thing for me is that you are following a leader based on who they are and what they do, not based on their position. That for me is not leadership. That is authority, maybe. Um, the biggest thing for me is people want to be led by you based on who you are. And I think trust obviously plays a, a big role. You prove on the pitch, um, you lead by example, and they'll follow you even if at the end of the stage or end of the day, you don't maybe play as much as other players. You can still off the pitch be a great leader if you lead by example and and get the best out of everyone yeah certainly and I think you mentioned trust um, I think I believe a true leader when the decision goes against them say in a football setting that's when the real you comes out and if you are still able to put the team in front of you ahead of you um, despite your own disappointment dis despite probably your standing in the team that for me, you're showing your true self, you're showing your true leadership. And that's not an easy thing to do. Um, yeah, very good example. I think 
the whole leaving it all out on the pitch comes from caring, caring a lot for your your teammate, and the club, the national team you play for. It's caring so deeply that giving a hundred percent is a foundation. It's not a choice. It's mm. what you do. Talking about leaders uh, leaving everything on the pitch and everything, um, do you think every captain is a leader? And do you think every leader has to be a captain? Um, or what not, defines a role as captain for you, maybe, is, is also not, a question here. Sorry, yeah. Not every leader has to be a captain because you'd have 23 captains because I believe everyone can be a leader. Everyone can be a leader in a in a different way. Um, a captain in the end is the one that wears the armband um, probably due to being a good leader and usually this person is someone the team looks to on the pitch when things are going wrong and you know this person can get you together and turn this game around See. But the biggest thing for me is you don't have to wear the armband to be a leader. You can be a leader regardless and it's actually important that you are because you need, say, 25 leaders in the squad, 11 leaders on the pitch. There's just different leaders. And have you ever experienced... No, let's put it different first. When you think about a leader, what's a f who's the first person coming to your mind? A, f a few people. Um, if I think about players I've played with, it's certainly Rachel Corsi, um, our captain here in the national team. Um, and I believe she's captain What every makes her such a good leader? Um, Rachel leads by example, I think. Um, despite being a vocal leader and knowing when she has to step up and, and voice her opinion or things, um, in the end, she leads by example in everyday life, in everything she does. She is 100%. Um, and you want to follow Rach because I think she cares for the people around her. She fights for the right things. And on top of that, she's a very good football player. Um, so that wants you, that makes you want to give everything, not only for the team, but for Rach in a sense of, she's pretty much taken all the pressure from the team upon herself and as best as she can tries to allow us to play with freedom and that for me is a good leader and is there any other person player you didn't particularly play with or know pretty well who you see as a leader just from actions words interviews whatever Obviously, recently with the whole situation with the Spanish national team, so many of them were leaders in a sense of speaking up, in a sense of doing the right thing. I think all the players that missed out on the World Cup, and I know I've mentioned this before, but for me, they are all leaders based on what they've done. They pretty much put their own career and success behind 
fighting for the next generation and fighting for what's right. And that for me is leadership. Hmm. Um, that brings an, a, another question to my mind because um, this is obviously got something to do with personality and not particularly playing football. Um, do you think you have to be very skilled or very good footballer to be a leader in a football team? I think you have to have a very high level of footballing ability. I think you have to be a good football player. I don't think you have to be the best football player on the pitch. Um, hmm. What you do need to do is fight all the non-negotiables, leave everything out there. Um, sometimes it's battling people up. Sometimes it's also shouting at people to get them back in the game. Um but for me, you don't have to be the best footballer on the pitch to be the leader or the captain. But you have to have a certain level of footballing skill. It seems like you're never going to ask me, but I'm going to say anyway. Can I ask <laughs> well, you? The, the person <laughs> I am thinking about, I think you described very well in your, your answer just now, because obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I think Jordan Henderson for Liverpool, one of was one of these kind of players. He was probably not one of the best players on a pitch. No. But whenever he was on a pitch, you knew the team would fight until the end. Um, and you saw how um, successful the team was under his leadership. Um, was. Obviously, there was a lot of factors, uh, good other players you had involved, like a Salah, uh, like a Mane, like a Firmino, um, great great coach for the last couple of for the for ne next couple of months um but he was one of these players who if you would ask me which you obviously didn't just to reiterate that um if you'd asked me who is one of the leaders that comes to my mind it would absolutely be him yeah he was also on my list but i was sticking with women's football but i'm glad <laughs> Sorry. i'm glad you answer, answered that question um I can absolutely agree. I think even more so if you think about his spell in England, where he probably wasn't considered in the starting eleven, didn't get a lot of game time. But when he stepped on, you could feel he was a leader. And whether he wore the armband or not, you knew a leader was stepping on the pitch to change that game. And he did. And he did. Um, but let me well, ask you a question before I get told off again. Um <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about football, but for me, in the bigger picture and also for life after football, for me personally, have you been led by great leaders? What for you is a leader outside of football in the real world? Um, mm. Yeah. What is your opinion on that? Good question. Um There's one person that comes to my mind and it's our dad um, because uh, in my professional life I had people that I learned from and um, yeah, people that taught me a lot but looking back I, I don't think any of them were, were great leaders or how I would define a leader today um, but looking at my personal life I find that whenever I have a situation in the family or with my daughter or whatever, especially with my daughter, I always do think about what would have dad done 
And would I do it the same or would I do it different? But I always look back at, he got so involved and you saw obviously in the episode we did have with him, um, it was such a big part of our life and um, so involved in everything that him for me, he's a great example and in a sense a leader. Obviously it's, it's a little bit different as the captain leader type of football we're talking about. But um, I think the way he brought us up and the way he did his parenting, that was leadership for me um, and an example where I want to follow and improve as well. So basically you're saying dad, in a sense of how he handled life maybe, um, his actions, his personality is someone you want to follow, someone that led you and inspired you to follow him, yeah. Maybe maybe my answer is going in the wrong direction, but but um, everything a leader defines for me, standing behind let's let's stick to football, standing behind the team, um, leading by example, um, protecting the team, um, all those values um, I see in him, and that's why we, that's why I named him, and maybe we shouldn't praise him too much because obviously we know he listens to the podcast he'll also listen to this and he'll be very happy that you mentioned him <laughs> maybe probably but obviously this episode is going in the direction which was not rehearsed because we didn't know we were going to be talking about all of this and um, we we had a, a open start to the episode but this question just um showed me that that he was a leader and i've never really seen him as that i've seen him as an example uh, of how to parent for example um, and I always liked the way he did it and I always think of how can I improve it or is there something to improve or what would I do differently but a lot of the times I find I'm going to give it my all and I know he did as well and that's why he's mine that's quite cute actually I never knew you'd ring him or you'd bang him <laughs> I never knew you rang him for advice parenting advice Sorry, my parenting. I, I don't. I don't ring oh. him. I don't That's... ring him at all. Um, it's just when I think at situations or I look back at situations, um, that's who I think of, of how to do it. A mum as well, obviously. Uh, and I shouldn't leave her out of the picture either because I think there's probably uh, no one with a bigger heart um, and and therefore I could have named her just as well. But I try to not ring people for advice because I think I want to do it the way I think is right uh, and not be influenced by whatever. But I do talk things through with people and I do think about what I'm going to do. And in those cases, I, I think back. Do you know what's really interesting? I didn't even think about it. As you said, we haven't rehearsed this. We never do. This is why it's sometimes a bit chaotic, especially at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned mum and dad and... This is the perfect example for me of there being so many different type of leaders because mum and dad are very, very different, very different. And their strength and being a leader are completely different. But both of Absolutely. them, for me, in a different way, are leaders. I think mum's biggest strength, as you said, is her heart. The capability and ability to forgive 
I don't know where mom gets us from. Like, it's unreal. For me, that's a huge strength that's often overseen, overlooked. Um, I remember growing up, like, our childhood was mad. Like, we were four kids that played all football, all tennis, all did music, different schools, birthday parties, everything. But mum always managed to get the family together for dinner times. It incredible. Um, and also dad, a very different leader. Someone that won't shy away from big decisions, won't shy away to voice his opinion. But first and foremost, as you said, protect the people he cares about. Absolutely. Uh, and just we, we shouldn't talk about this too much or too long, but I just spoke to dad recently. I, I totally, first of wow, this um, answer is chaotic. But anyway, um, talking about <laughs> mum, I totally agree with her forgiveness and something she does and she leads with, by example, maybe a little bit too much is putting everyone else first. I I see in every phone call or video call we have with her the first thing, how are you? And you can't yeah. lie to her. She knows. And yeah. she won't say anything, but you'll get a text afterwards. And she go, are you really all right? Um, and with dad, I, I spoke to him recently um, because we were talking about um, our daughter and how we do all these different things like go swimming, gymnastics and so on. She's not even two yet. But dad told me child. about a story. Say that again. Super child. Yeah. Bilingual. <laughs> 16 sports. Uh, um but uh <laughs> but uh, i spoke to dad and said how crazy it was with all four of us taking me to play football then you and sam to play football 50 kilometers away going back picking me up getting ed from somewhere and it just sounds impossible but the two of them somehow managed um and that as we just said, we didn't know where this was going to go. And you asking me this question, question which I, I didn't expect, um, it shows that leaders are totally different and leaders can have total different values. But all of it, if we go back to our answers, is trust, responsibility, honesty, and not putting themselves first. Just to just to jump back to football, um, do you think there's a time in a season or in a career that leadership is needed most? Mm-hmm. Uh, in a season, you always have your up and downs in a season. And unfortunately... As a leader, you're highly demanded in the down phases, um, high-pressure phases. As I said, I think a leader takes most pressure off the team and puts it on herself, on himself. Um, that's where a leader's absolutely required. In the down phases, as I mentioned, it's someone everyone looks towards for advice, for someone that will set the tone in the game. Um, Yeah, someone you look to and you know they believe in you and they believe in themselves first and foremost because that's something you have to lead by example. You believe in yourself. That's not always easy, Mm. but it's something you develop. I I totally agree. That's, That's where my question came from. I think that in relegation 
or when you're fighting for the top. That's when you see that a leader also here holds the team together. Um, cool. That's just something, that's how I would have seen it. And that's why I ask. Because we're getting pretty close to the end of the episode, what's up for you next then, in the next couple of days and weeks? Um, getting back to the UK, first and foremost. Currently still in Spain, but by the time we stream this, um, I'll be Looking back in the UK. Looking forward to the rain. Yeah, back to the rain. Unfortunately, back to the cold. It was a very pleasant um, 10 days away. But back to Leicester, and then we play Chelsea. Big, big game um, at the weekend. And then it's back to league slash cop action, um, which we play uh, Liverpool the weekend after Chelsea. Um, so straight back in, and we've got some big tasks ahead. Um, I think, if I'm honest, I've... Mm, Got a lot of energy from these last 10 days, mentally and physically. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and you'll need it. Went. You'll need it. And yes, I need it. It's going to be um, a tough couple of months, um, physically and mentally, which it's that's always the case in a season. Um, and sometimes you can come back from international drained, maybe, um, or tired, fatigued. I'm very fresh. Physically, I'm quite exhausted. Um, but I'm... I feel recharged somehow. And I think that is the value of this group. Um, I mentioned it at the very beginning of the episode. And it's quite a nice circle to finish the episode. But the value of this group is unreal. Um, it's something we've created that is very, very special. And ironically, um, just at the dinner table, just before we started recording this, we spoke about this at the dinner table saying that I don't think we actually appreciate enough what we do for one another without knowing. Um, we spoke about highs and lows in football and you know how it is at the dinner table, you chat about everything. We ch chatted about highs and lows of football and we realised that you actually have so many more lows than you do highs, but the highs just outweigh the lows. And the highs aren't always success on the pitch. The highs are the group down dynamic. Um, I'm going to go back up in the lobby now because everyone's playing card. We're just, um, yeah, having fun together, just spending time together. And those are the very precious moments. Um, yeah, and that, that's why I feel recharged, I think. And that's what a team is all about, to have fun, to fight for each other on the pitch. And then it's just even more fun to, to play together. Yeah, 100%. And you know what? That's the foundation of um, fighting for one another on the pitch because we truly care for one another. And I think you can see that on the pitch. The past two games were their best performances, by no means. Um, but we've we've developed into a team that We'll do everything for one another. If the execution isn't there, that's that has nothing to do with mindset. That sometimes is just a different topic. But in terms of mindset and the foundation, we leave everything on the pitch. Not for ourselves, but for one another. Yeah. When you go back and play at cards, you'll need a lot of energy and be a leader in the next couple of your games. Um, but thank you very much for this very insightful talk. Happy where it went. It was a great chat with you, Soph, and I'll see you again next week. Thanks, Lolly, for your time and thanks for sharing a bit. I think I always share a lot. I will be getting better at asking questions, but I feel like you're always the interviewer and I just answer questions. <laughs> you're so good at it. <laughs> but I will work on this to ask you more questions because I do believe you have a lot to share and I don't think people have heard enough from you. But anyways, thanks for your time and I shall see you next week. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye.